Welcome back to the Crossover Podcast, the show where you get comics and you get sports and a little bit of house cleaning. Unfortunately, we weren't able to do our weekly picks pod this week with Craig and Bill because of some software troubles that we now have fixed out. But today we're going to have a little bit of comic book talk today. We're going to do a big review of the whole Luke Cage Netflix series, which we have binged and are now ready to watch the book. Before we get into that, I am going to just verbally say that my picks this week, uh, Giants, Washington, Titans, Chargers, Jets, go with those. Um, <laughs> without further ado, here we go. We're starting the uh, starting the Luke Cage review. Kevin Miller's here. How's it going, Kevin? Hey, not too bad. How are you? Playing hurt today. A little bit, yeah. All right. Uh, at least in our neck of the woods, there's been like a fever or flu thing going around, and I'm on the upswing, but I've been kind of down and out for a couple of days, so if I seem a little loopy, <laughs> <laughs> that's why. That's just the night, Will. <laughs> All right, so fourth of the series, and right off the bat, spoiler alert, we're going to be talking about everything. You and I binge watch this. If you have not seen all of the Luke Cage Netflix series, all 13 episodes, uh, pause now, come back when, when, when you've finished that, unless you don't care about spoiler alerts, in which case, feel free to keep listening. Hey, welcome back. That was a crazy 13 hours you just been <laughs> <laughs> I want your grade right off the hop. I want you to tell me what, what your grade of this show is, however, however you want to, you, you want to grade it, but I want to get a sense of where you're, where you are before we start dissecting the actual show. Um, I feel like I might come in a bit more even-tempered than you. <laughs> okay. I think there are some things that you'll like a lot more than I did, and I think there are probably things that you'd be a little more annoyed at than I would be. Um, I don't know. Uh, a minus, B plus. Wow. Wow. Uh, we are way off. <laughs> way off. I was prepared to give this a D plus. D plus, wow. But the music was so good in this series that I'm going to bump it up to a C. Jesus. So on my hierarchy, I have Daredevil Season Mm 1, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, and then Daredevil Season 2. And I'm okay with that because as much as I have have a lot of problems, there's a lot of stuff that I love, love, love about this Luke Cage series. Well, that's what I'm saying. I'm sure there are some things that you absolutely love, and I'm sure there were some things that you absolutely hate. Maybe I'm aiming a little high, but... The stuff I, the stuff I didn't like, I'm, I'm fairly certain it's all plot and writing-wise, because the third act, or what constitutes the third mm-hmm. act, because they, they really threw the third act structure for this series out the window. Yeah, they did. I, I would say the what Mars or what what qualifies as the third act of Luke Cage is is atrocious is 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 what I would say. But uh, that said, I have this coming in third right now above Daredevil season two because I would watch Luke Cage the entire thing over and over again, specifically just to watch those musical scenes before I'd ever watch Daredevil season two, which I which I thought was was just not great whatsoever. <laughs> But I, my official grade for Luke Cage is a C, but would be a much worse grade if the music was not a absolute grand slam home run. I mean, let, let, let's get in. Let, let's get into what. Well, we I'm, like. I'm curious. Your, to, I'm curious yeah. to hear your perspective on this more than my own because this is me coming in completely blind, like less than any other hero 
the only taste I have of Luke Cage coming into the series is from like the two and a half episodes of Jessica Jones he was in. Um, so there was like one reference to something else that I got, and only because I made it very obvious. <laughs> I'm 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 gonna guess you're assuming the power. Yeah, Man that the power man cost which, which I'm like, ah, okay, yeah. I get that. <laughs> which I was telling you, I'm like, God, I hope they somehow find. And they did, they did it pretty well. Did. I was happy to. And that, yeah, and I was like, and that was fantastic. <laughs> I mean, it was it was it was corny and over the top, but but they did it really the way that MCU that. always does those things. What I'm happy with. Yeah, exactly. That that was. That was great. Um, what what did you like about this series? Let's let's get into what we liked first before we before I kind of get into what 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 kind of. Uh, well, I mean, I like the same thing that I liked about um, Daredevil mostly. That it's very street level uh, and all very inconsequential to the point where there are like even these minor gangsters, like not even the you know the big wigs or the guys that we see being the movers and chasers, but like these little guys. Like I think Zip was the one dude's name who ended up sticking around for the entire series. Yeah, Jaden Kane played Zip. He was he was great. That uh, all, the performances in this show, fantastic yep. across the board. Other than I think uh, the guy who they had play Chico, who got killed like two episodes in. That guy was like the that dude was terrible. He, when he, was he wasn't great, him. but I mean you knew he was gonna eat it. <laughs> yeah, and uh, unpopular hmm. opinion alert did not like Theo Rossi as Shades. No, 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 didn't like him. Didn't like the whole. <laughs> I'm just leaning in really close and whispering for some reason, but I'm whispering very aggressively all the time in my delivery. And it's just, I just, why I, why he chose to go with that. Maybe that's just the way the guy talks. I don't know why they, why he chose to go with that. I, 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 I liked him up until Cottonmouth died. (laughs) That's, that is a very, it's, I'm, I'm glad you brought up that specific moment. I submit to you that the moment... Uh, I don't know how to pronounce his name. Mashallah mm-hmm. Ali, who was fantastic as Cottonmouth. If I mispronounce his first name, I apologize. I'm terrible. The moment he gets tossed out that window, this show is fucked. Is 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 what I, what I would argue. Because that... that the second that happened, they had no idea where they were going. Uh, I wouldn't say completely fucked, but I would say it started going downhill at that point for me. Um, I, I, I liked Shades up until he started interacting more with um, uh, Dillard. Yeah. Alfred Ward. Mariah. Yeah. yeah. And Black Mariah. Uh, so, like, that, that kind of went downhill for me. Plus, I kind of liked... Uh, uh, Cottonmouth as the uh, antagonist because you got the impression that much like everything that was happening, you worked as a foil for Luke because everything started off okay and then literally every set piece that happened, you could feel his empire crumbling beneath him and him just trying to stay cool and collected at the top of it and, you know, gradually becoming more and more unhinged. And I was interested in seeing how that worked out and I feel like it was cut short. Yeah, which is why my main problem I have with this show is that there was no structure from beginning to end. They just kind of, like, the reason Daredevil Season 1 is so friggin' good is we watch Daredevil climb the ladder of who he's trying to beat in order to get to the kingpin, right? So the hero has to fight his way up the to the top of the castle in order to save the princess, for lack of a better term. 
so we we see him start with okay he's he's just beating up like low level gangsters and prosecuting them in jail as you mm-hmm. know by day as a lawyer and then eventually he gets to the Russian guys and he takes out the Russian guys and then he gets to the Asian the Asian gangs and he gets to the Asian gangs and then he gets to you know the 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 corporate bigwig guys and then eventually to the point where he gets to Fisk so we go through yeah. that journey with him. Luke Cage, I, we don't really go through a on a journey with him. I don't feel. I feel like we just kind of meander with him. It, we we basically we spend three days with Luke Cage in Harlem, is what it feels like. Which well, yeah, cool, I mean, there were certainly but, an eventful three days. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it just it, it there were just so many points in this show where I was like, really, that's where we're, we're there were too many things that we had to take on faith. I thought. In, in terms of plotline, specifically when Diamondback, uh, who was played by Eric Harvey, who was at the yeah. entire... <laughs> that dude was only in like the last Good four Lord. or five episodes, uh, but he was on constantly. You brought yeah, 13 he's episodes. Like gonna, yeah, he's like, I'm going to make sure... <laughs> yeah, he's like, I'm going to make sure they don't forget me. And like, um, when he walked up to that one cop with the suit on and punched him and then just started screaming, I'm Luke Cage! I'm Luke Cage! And then somehow everything worked out for him, right? I was just like, that's... I was like, that... I was like, come on now. Like, like, I'll buy a lot of the stuff that went on this series, but him doing that and then the cops being like, well, it must be Luke Cage. He said so, right? And then like... I was like, geez, like somebody just put in like the slightest bit of effort. It was the same thing where just <laughs> everyone in the police force, except for one person, apparently is just completely inept at their job. Like that's just a, a weird TV trope. Is the one like there's the one person who's like, why is everybody such an idiot, <laughs> right? And in this case, it was uh, Misty Knight, who was played by Simone Misek. Again, if I mispronounce your last name, I apologize, but she was. Fan fucking tastic in this series, playing. I was going to ask if you enjoyed character. that performance uh, or how that character was treated. Characters. I I I was the only. It's weird to say that the only thing I didn't like was the episode where they centered it completely around her, where she was in the interrogation oh, room yeah. with the yeah. I guess psychiatrist or whatever. Where that was the only time where I was like, I didn't feel like they were treating that character with with any kind of justice because like she was sitting there going i lost you know the guy took my gun and pointed it at me and let me live and now i'm completely falling apart and i'm just like no that's misty knight would my misty knight would not do that she would be like he took my gun now i'm pissed well off, and she had right? that like, right that the whole reason like, she was in there because she kind of lost control of her rage <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah i i don't know i get i i mean it was a good Acting performance. I'm not going to take that down. I'm just saying, character-wise, how. Well, and, and that's why I, I wanted to uh, ask right. you because I mean, but as I, I little as I know Luke Cage, I don't know Misty mm-hmm. Knight at all. <laughs> well, Misty Knight, the character, I she to me the most, like the best moment they had with that character is after Rosario da- Claire Temple and Rosario Dawson's character and the Misty Knight character are in the bat are in the basement of Harlem's paradise, the club yep. that we spend most of the episodes in and they beat shades up and then handcuff them to the thing. And then they're both sitting on kegs talking about, and they go, you know, who taught you how to fight? And she goes, my dad <laughs> or something. And he goes, you, my uncle. And I was like, 
yes, I'm like, that just interaction was just pure, like, they just, it, it was just those characters. Like, I, Yeah, I, I and, and you say, like, like, you know, Misty was one of the most, the only competent cop that was on the, uh, on the uh, show. <laughs> um, that said, <laughs> course, I love yeah. Scarf. <laughs> Yeah, Frank Frank Wally was great. Even though, I mean, Detective Scarf isn't uh, Two Face. No, and the, the point so I was minor that I was like, whatever. The point. I don't care. Sorry, but that was the most. Yeah, that was another one of the. Oh, sorry, I was gonna yeah. say that was another this one. This guy's of gonna the turn out to be dirty. Like, <laughs> yeah, right. Like it was the most obvious setting for. Oh, he's a dirty cop, right? It was just like, oh, God, we're doing the dirty cop thing again, right? Like after we basically did thirty episodes of it with. Daredevil, right? Like, we're close to 25 episodes of Dirty Cops and Daredevil. And <laughs> well, I was going to say, like, the, the reason that I uh, liked him having him as, uh, you know, sort of a, a guy for Misty to bounce off of is because I I like Misty a lot in the scenes where she wasn't being a cop, where she's just, like, rapping about basketball <laughs> and talking about fighting. And stuff like that. Yeah. Like, as soon as I saw that Celtics scene, I'm like, oh! Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I was gonna say one of the one of the best moments of my life was Misty Knight, one of my all time favorite uh, Marvel characters, <laughs> backing the Celtics. Well, yeah, and then the very first as the, as the, the very first scene in the, the entire show is like, like them at the barber shop talking about like basketball coaches. <laughs> yes. Yeah, and the old yeah the old Pat Riley Knicks and versus like Phil Jackson, and they mentioned like they, they were kind of back pops kind of backhandedly mentioned. Uh, Kristaps Porzingis, where he goes like, "Well, that Latvian kid, better." You know, he's like, when he said, yeah. like, "Well, I'm like, there's gonna be some, there's gonna be some atmosphere. Like, if it, it has nothing to do with the story necessarily, but there's gonna be some stuff in this series between like the basketball talk at the barber shop and like the, you know, the, you know, we have those atmospheric scenes at the club where they're, you know, their cottonmouth is just standing up on the balcony watching like a hip hop singer, like Soul Trio or something like that." Friggin' yeah. where the goddamn Delphonics are playing. It was just, oh, God, the music. And I'm like, this is a show, like, if I never oh. watch a show again, it oh. might just be like, fun I to have on I in the can't. background, like, while I'm doing dishes or something. <laughs> yeah, like, those, those, just those, like, the soundtrack for this, it, it like, man, just so good. Like, the, the music is, and I realize this is, like, a... a this has become a cliche of a cliche of a cliche now, but the music is the best. Yeah, part in this in this one easily. Right? Yeah, I mean it's not even close. It's just yeah, it, it's it's not and just the feel and I mean you and I can't speak to this obviously because <laughs> yeah. spoiler alert you and I are both white so we don't get the obviously we don't get the 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 like the deep seated root feel because to me I think. The, the, the thing where I, I, I don't want to say I got it, but I was kind of like, oh, you know, it, it was a moment where I kind of went, oh, and it, and it came back to me because I just never thought of it on this level before. And I've loved the, I've loved Luke Cage, the character with Luke Cage and, and Iron oh, Man yeah. and the Heroes for Hire, which they constantly reference, which is fantastic. But the, the line where I just kind of went, oh, that's that's why I don't get it and never will was when Method Man was on Sway, which was a fantastic scene, and then Method Man, you know, just re- leans into the microphone and goes, you know, there's just yep. something beautiful about a black dude that's bulletproof, right? 
And now I, I get like, it. <laughs> oh, you know, like it was just one of those moments where I was like, where I was like, I, I, oh, I no, it, it was yeah, this big thing like, leading up to yeah, the release, okay, right? Or the yeah, whole reason that they have Luke Cage yeah. as this bulletproof yeah. guy and he's wearing a hoodie for like 90% of the show is to, as like a reference to like Trayvon Martin. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. But I mean, like, oh, like, yeah, the fact, like, Faith Evans was playing, they had that, that one, the guy I'd never heard of before was this guy, uh, Jadina, who played, uh... Oh, yeah, at the, at the club? ...version in the middle of it, uh, oh, that, yeah, at the club, the one, like, like uh, Hail to the Chief, or something, Long Live the Chief, or something it was called, like, I, I gotta get that, I, that was one of the ones, I wrote that down, I'm looking at it right now, my sheet of paper, it's Yeah, like, no, I think I'll, I'll think if, I think I'll be looking for a soundtrack for this series. So good. Mm-hmm, absolutely. Like the freaking Delphonics showed up. Who I'm like I'm I'm I realize I'm a uh, I'm a latecomer on the Delphonics bandwagon because oh, I yeah. didn't know about them till I watched uh, Quentin Tarantino's Jackie Brown, where the Del the the Delphonics are a major kind of plot point in that mm-hmm. in that show. But yeah, no, it, it feels in, very in strong movie. into that um, vibe because I think that there are like I want, I want four to... white guys in this show, three, <laughs> uh, and I don't think any white women. <laughs> yeah, there was. No, yeah, good point. There was. Well, they had a dirty cop. My dome. They had a dirty scientist. uh, Scarf, frankly. And they had a dirty prison guard. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And there were the yeah, true. Yeah, who those guys were dead nuts on from the comic. Uh, Doctor Noah Bernstein and frickin' uh, Rackman, uh, Alberto Wack. I can't remember what's Albert. What's Rackman's first name? Uh, But yeah, those guys were dead nuts on, and the origin. Pretty much, like it, mm-hmm. it, it's the the newer version that they did in the seventies ish, but pretty much dead on. He he gets framed, goes to prison, and agrees to be part of their like recreating the the kind of like fight club that they were broadcasting on the internet was a little bit made up. And uh, Riva being the scientist, yeah, it's, it's or supposed to be like a psych, psychologist. Exactly, understand what. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she was like this. Yeah, she was like the psych, the psych evaluator or whatever for this program where they were trying to recreate. They didn't mention it in this, but in the in the comic books, they're trying to recreate the uh, again because that always works so well. Mar- the the super soldier serum thing. That yeah, yeah, because they're trying to they're trying to do it that that cre- you know the the thing that basically created Captain America, Captain America, which uh, Luke Cage is in the seventies is supposed to take place, I guess, thirty years earlier. They're still trying to recreate that formula and. It didn't exactly work with Luke Cage, but it worked enough, I guess, right? Because it, it, they drop him in the goo, and it makes his his skill oh, and he becomes Luke Cage, the yeah. Power Man, which they mentioned. I, I appreciated that that pops kept calling him Power Man. I want to talk about the style as well because we talked about the music. I really, really, really love the style that the characters had specifically the bad guys with the gangsters right where they kind of had that like kind of 1920s 1930s okay it it reminded me a lot of the movie harlem nights with uh eddie murphy where they just had just nice suits but they weren't well i think that's the vibe that they were going for right where the the idea was that you know cottonmouth uh his him and mariah are like like, the you know the third 
generation of this dynasty of Harlem gangsters who have kind of been working out of the the Harlem paradise since, like, Prohibition era, Mm -hmm. which is why it's got, like, the secret basement and everything like that. Like, it very much has that 20s gangster sort of Mm -hmm. vibe to it. (laughs) Yeah, and... I could probably Secret kitchen basement. On the convenience of the... the uh, they explained it away in a way that was satisfactory to the me. Secret wow. kitchen basement. Good lord, that was it. <laughs> I guess... <laughs> because they were just like... like Luke the Harris fact that no one else knows floor, about it is kind of like, ridiculous. Oh, <laughs> I know all the secret passages. From the kitchen staff, but like, you know, Mariah doesn't know, uh, Shades doesn't know. And I mean, I guess yeah. each of them has only been working there for like two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> no... Well, yeah, well, I mean, so with Mariah, she's only been there, like, a couple times before. So I guess that makes sense. To help out. I get it. I guess, but it was just, I was just like, whoa, boy, that was convenient. Then, like, Luke Cage's like, don't worry. Well, when you <laughs> open that up, and it's under, like, the non-slip <laughs> mat behind the sink worry, there, and I'm like, oh, like, going down, like, the grease trap? That's gross. Where are you going, Luke? Yeah, exactly, right? Which... Yeah, like, oh, man. Uh, um, yeah, just the... the, the, the yeah, good the visual design, lots of bold, uh, colors, vibrant colors, yellows and greens, and a lot of reds. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. The, like, 19... Yeah, they were just trying to make it, like, the, the, the feel of the 1920s, but, you know, <laughs> wow. without the racism and putting it in 2016. Yeah. <laughs> Just great, I thought. Just great, I thought. Well, you know what True. I mean, right? I mean, like not the not the the hardcore racism of the uh, movie, like the the intro theme and everything um, like that. What'd you think of the intro? Uh, I I don't know. Yeah, it was the, serviceable. The I, I like the Jessica Jones one better, but it was good. Because I hate the Daredevil one. <laughs> yeah, that's to me. I haven't decided yet because the Daredevil, yo, the Daredevil one's trash to me. I haven't decided. I think I like the visuals in the Luke Cage one better. Because the Luke Cage one, it was kind of like the Daredevil one, except more shafty and Luke Cagey, more kind of blaxploitation-y. And I just, I thought it looked really cool with the gold yeah. and, the, and the street names coming up on, the, like, the silhouette of, of, of his body. I, I thought the, the beat for the song was very... So I haven't decided if I like that better or... If I like to Jesse, the, like the slow film noir. My minor nitpick is when I feel like the, the 3D animated, like Luke Cage punching the wall there so those in the intro. I'm like, man, his hands are too small. <laughs> I didn't animate that quite right. <laughs> the most mm-hmm. minor nitpicks. The, also, the other thing was, uh, because I've had this fever for a while, I was actually off work on Friday. Um, so, you know, I, I slept until like noon or whatever because I wasn't feeling well. And I'm like, well, I can't sleep anymore. Might as well get started on Luke Cage in my fever haze. Um, and did, like, 11 episodes that first day. And so Netflix was just like, hey, we're going to skip the intro. Like, if there wasn't a cold open before the intro, I wasn't seeing it. So I only actually saw it, like, three or four times. Okay, that's fine. You know, yeah. I, I like, yeah. I enjoyed it. Like, I, if it came, I was in the same boat as you were. Yeah. If Netflix played it, I watched it because I liked it. And Jessica Jones, I pretty much watched it every time. But the Daredevil one, the Daredevil one is just bad oh it's bad um yeah i just so me it's it's probably <laughs> slightly ahead of the See, my issue with the daredevil one is that uh, it's one of those it's one of those shows that one it, 
Well, there, there's that it's, with it's me. But the it's one of those shows, and, uh, another one of these shows is um, Castle, screen. which doesn't really have, like, an intro, but it just has, like, a terrible. quick, like, musical sting and, like, a title card. Um, but it's one of those shows where there's always a cold open. The cold open is always, like, 10 to 13 mm-hmm. minutes, and then it will go to credits. And you're like, oh, yeah, I guess this hasn't started yet. <laughs> like, it just seems like a weird interruption in the middle of an episode. <laughs> Yeah. One thing I want to talk about that I did not like with Misty Knight. Yeah, I was waiting to talk to you about that because she had like the the thing that we always make fun of in Fast and Furious. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, oh yeah, well, she did the American Indian thing, right? Kind of, right? Where she would go and she just like puts her hand. Now, the most ridiculous one of all time, as you mentioned, is Fast is Fast and Furious, the fourth of the series, when Vin Diesel goes to where Letty died and he like, oh, but right here. And he's like, natural methane. Only two places sell that. Right? Taking the hobbits to eyes and God. He basically like, like he reconstructs <laughs> Letty dying and. <laughs> Oh bad, and she, yeah, she did that where she would just show. Up, she would be staring at like the pictures. And she yeah, would, well, you know, if they earned it once, what occurred? That was uh, I thought that was a little. Well, luckily they didn't use it as a plot device, though. I'll say that. Like they never went like like she, they never had the moment where Misty is like. But she would have no evidence to support it. And then, like you know, later on in the episode, she imagines you know what should have happened. And then she goes, you know, yeah, yeah, it has no evidence to support it other than her horrible well, Willem Dafoe crime and scene. And I mean, they, they almost did that, but it kind of amounted to nothing, especially because, like, the the inspector, uh, Priscilla, I think her name was, she ended up, like, uh, taking a shot at her <laughs> because she's like, oh, you know, Cottonmouth yeah. was killed. He was struck in the back of the head with a bottle that never broke. <laughs> and it's like she was able to reconstruct that. And then, like, you know, ultimately they ended up letting off Mariah because, hey, we don't have a very strong case here at all and no evidence and only eyewitness testimony, which isn't very strong. And also your witness is dead <laughs> because you didn't bring her in because, hey, you didn't cop very well here. <laughs> <laughs> uh. I the the Misty Knight thing because in the comic book the thing that makes her so awesome is she's basically Cleopatra Jones okay. with a robot with an awesome robot arm like her right arm is robotic okay. it's from Stark Industry like she lost it in the line of duty and she, now she's got a cool robot arm yeah it's like, done good you know shoots like lightning out of it and uh, well like it's like like a taser gun type thing and and yeah and and then you know does a bunch of other stuff. So, I ask you, am I a terrible oh, I person that when she got shot in the arm in the late episode... No, we can save that arm, and Claire showed like, up, and you were like, like no, she's going to be fine. And I was just like, no, don't! <laughs> you know, like, I was, yeah, and then, like, and like and she's... I was, like, openly rooting for her to consider, lose that Obviously, arm. I wouldn't have considered <laughs> that, but... Uh, I'm like, let her get I'm, the awesome <laughs> robot arm! Like, I want to see that! <laughs> oh, it was terrible. I was like, honestly, I was in my mind. I was openly rooting for one of the characters to have their have to have their arm amputated. (laughs) Uh, Well, I wanted to see her. She's honestly, she's Cleopatra Jones with a with a robot arm. It's fucking awesome. I love Misty Knight. Um, 
Yeah, so there was that. Uh, yep. I mean, let's talk a little... Let's, my let's my opinion of Luke Cage this. remains right. the same as it did from Jessica Jones. Pure cinnamon roll, too good for this world. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Huge dude. But I mean, like, Mike Coulter, he was fantastic. What a body. Fantastic body. Good Lord. Um, <laughs> yeah, giant man. Giant man. I... I feel like... I, mean, I don't. I, I, I agree because I like Pop as a character. I think, I think is is is. I think. But no, not like not like seven or eight, two or three. I'm talking like he should have made it to episode four because it didn't feel like. I didn't feel like when. I think I see what you mean. For a mini series like that, I think you really got to get that going because that was the primary motivating factor for Luke to get his head in the game and. <clears throat> And it kind of led to you know him having the issues with Cottonmouth to begin with, at least in a, in a I, yeah. you know actionable sense. I I don't know. I I, I agree, I, but only because I like that character a lot and kind of wanted him to stick around. But eh. I, like if for a show like that, I mean, he was around for like two or three episodes. I mean, that's when that has to start. That's you know, you gotta get a show going somewhere. That's the first act. <laughs> It's it's always that, isn't it? It's always that the character has to die, and that's what motivates our character. <laughs> I mean, I. It is. It's not quite the fridge. I mean, I get it, but yeah, I mean, it's it's, it's, it's okay. It's a trope I mean, trope, but... it had to happen. That's fine. But I, I like Pop. I wanted him to keep sticking mm-hmm. around. I like that the swear jar was a mainstay for the rest of that show. I like that the barber shop kept being a set. Yeah, <laughs> I, it was. Yeah, the 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 swear jar thing. Maybe I'm reading too much into this, but obviously um, they yeah. couldn't have because their goal when creating Luke Cage originally was mm-hmm. to have their own version of Shaft or Dolomite, right? So, and those guys cuss constantly in their movies. But when you're trying to sell Luke Cage to children, it's not you a fan. Have him I like that phrase. Cussing all the time. <laughs> thus, the phrase "Sweet Christmas" was born. Um. No, I'm a fan of Sweet Christmas. I'm just wondering, may, maybe I'm reading too much into this, if the swear jar... Was oh, like, it's just like, hey, let's censor ourselves. <laughs> excuse me. If the swear jar was kind of part of that, where they were just like, kind of, yeah, kind of a thing to <laughs> reference. Because I'll say, yep. I thought it was really weird mm-hmm. that we will drop N-bombs left and right on this show. Yep. But when we do the bring the ruckus scene, which was the best scene in the show, when we do the bring the ruckus fight scene, we're playing the censored version where we don't drop the word fuck. They are. And I actually never really considered that, that they censor a lot of other stuff, but not that. Which, I mean, that's understandable. No. I mean, you and I can't speak on this, obviously, but I consider that to be the worst word in any language. The 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 N word, obviously. I I don't think I think it's rare that I I mean, 
I, I think it's extremely rare. I'm not sure if any other language can 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 go. I'm not I'm not sure if you can go up to someone who speaks Russian or someone who speaks Spanish or someone who speaks, you know, and blah 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 down the list and and actually say, what's the worst word in your language? Can you definitively definitively tell me the worst word in your language that was ever created? And the fact that English has a definitive worst word that was ever created. And it is indeed the end, the N word, and it was flying around in this series. But I'd be interested actually to read some other theme, opinions on that because like I mean, obviously, you can't make the same point that hey, it's Netflix, it's MCU, like, and we're going to sell this to kids because this is obviously not for kids. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, considering the first episode, and I thought this was completely unnecessary. The first episode, they also which is also in all the they have like a censored version of that in all the promotional like YouTube commercials and stuff for this show. Yeah, yeah, because they show like the dude punching him in slow mo, and his hand just crumples, and it doesn't show a bone jutting out. So when that actually happened, I'm like, whoa! Yeah. No. Yeah, it oh so unnecessary, right? It was just like, oh god, why would you do that? Yeah, they've they've got some the the. I'm not sure if there's producers or writers that have stuck around for all four seasons of the Netflix show so far, but they they have they they clearly have a couple of fetishes here. here they. It, it, the, the, the one fetish is they they just love bones breaking and bones protruding through skin. They also have some sort of, and I don't know why, and I'm going to request that they put a fucking stop oh, to it well, right yeah, now. I mean, they kind of have they to. They have <laughs> some sort of weird fetish with Luke Cage medical, like, super medical procedures. <laughs> I, but why? I just don't, like, I will submit to you that... Them having to go to a barn in the middle of Georgia. Them I'm going to say like 12, 16 hours uninterrupted. From, from New York, from, from Harlem yeah. to Georgia. I assume it takes at least a day. Yeah, I, I assume it's, it's going to take a day-ish to get there. To get to a barn, to see the doctor who apparently performed this procedure on you. And he's just going to have, in, again, in his barn, he is going to have all the stuff you need in order to recreate whatever accident did it, including the giant tub of acid that apparently, he, the, the giant drum of acid that conveniently runs to this tub so that they can apparently deep fry Luke Cage alive in order to weaken his skin enough that they can put things... Oh, God. I, I'm just, I would submit to you that that entire sequence, Miller is as ludicrous or as Joel Schumachery as anything that occurred in Batman and Robin. That entire sequence wow. was ridiculous, and it has a very high potential to be the MCU's jump the shark moment. That, I, I, I am going there, because that was fucking awful. The Luke Cage, like, we're going to deep fry him, and we're going to, like, get the shrapnel out of his body. It's like, who cares? Just, like... Say it exploded inside of him, then he hurts for a couple days and heals himself. Like, I just, I don't want, need you to spin the web of, and I realized it was like, we have to go see the doctor or whatever, but it's just, I don't understand what their weird obsession with Luke Cage super surgeries and stuff is. But at a certain point when they were dipping him in this thing and they're like running around going like, 
just, like, there's supposed to be two doctors or scientists. I don't know what the fuck they were. Well, one's a doctor, <laughs> one's a scientist. Yeah. And just running around deep frying this human okay. being and shouting things out with no real context just to kind of make it sound like they know what they're doing. It was atrocious, and I sat there and I was like, "What the fuck am I watching right now?" Like, well, there are there are plot and storytelling reasons why that like, sort of thing doing? has to happen. I, like, that was but bad. the fact that I they mean, go to this doctor and he's like, "Oh, hey, I was never expecting you to show yeah. up on my doorstep ever again, or ever to see you again, and I thought you were dead because you blew up an explosion." But also, I have the apparatus it takes to recreate that experiment, and also none of my data. So thanks for bringing that. Like, it all seemed very like this is all. I've ever wanted. <laughs> you know, thank you for showing up with A, yourself, and B, the data, when I thought both were destroyed years ago. <laughs> Good yeah, thing I had this tub ready. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> yeah. that, I'll agree with you, was uh, ridiculous, but... <laughs> yeah, it's just, yeah, like, honestly, that entire sequence, that was their Joel Schumacher moment. Honestly, it was. Like, I, like, I think that... I, I have a hard time figuring out what's worse, that or all of <laughs> the magic ninja bloodletter eggs that were going on in Daredevil season. God, the more I think about Daredevil season two, the more it pisses me off. Like that was a really bad season of television. Like at least if I <laughs> turned on Luke Cage and watched it from beginning to end, I'd be like, "This is great. This is great. The music's great. Style's great. Oh, he's punching that guy. Oh, it's fun." But oh, there's that stupid thing. But like, oh man, Daredevil season two was bad, bad TV. Um, they didn't really land it. Which I mean, it was difficult to tell because Cottonmouth was the bad guy for half that show. And then after yeah, that, who was the bad guy? Like, was it Shades? No, was it Mariah? Yeah. Was it Diamondback? <laughs> because I couldn't yes. really tell you. It was kind of all three and none of them. <laughs> it, was it... Yeah, and it was just... And none of them seemed like they were on anybody's side, and they kept flip-flopping. Like, none of them had a plan. There was no plan. And, and it, like, it didn't seem like, like, Diamondback's thing where it, it just, it, they came up with this thing where now he was Diamond, or he was Luke's half-brother, and I, and I was like, like, I sort of get that. And when he showed up in the yeah, scene, well, I'm like, like, look at me, I'm a snake, snake man. From the comic book, <laughs> so I was like, hey, that is, uh, plus a helmet. I didn't like the helmet. I thought the helmet was corny. But, uh, yeah, well, he showed it. Well, because that was the whole thing is, like, one of the biggest Luke Cage bad guys. Which I picked uh, up on, but I'm also getting, like, Kill Bill vibes from (laughs) uh, Bad guys named after snakes and Diamondback and... Uh, I understand that, but, I mean, that's where my mind immediately went. True, yeah. Well, technically, this this, uh, precedes Kill Bill, right? Yeah, like, that's where you learn that those are certain types of snake. Yeah, like Cotton Black Bomba is obviously a member of the uh, Serpent Society mm. as well. Um, you know, like uh, Copperhead and then another type of stuff, Asp, Adder, you know, the, like, you name it, they got it in the Serpent Society, basically. But uh, one of the most vicious ones is Diamond, or the most uh, well-known ones is Diamondback. And when he showed up at the end with his suit, that, you know, kind yeah. of... Yeah, I, I, I do know, like how they kind of explained away his tag, yeah, too, like, because you know, it was a very comics, cool sort of in-universe thing where, hey, you know, this is Hammer Tech, and we're familiar with Justin Hammer already. 
Um, hey, it's powered by alien metal from the incident, you know, the Chitauri relics that were scavenged apparently by these gangsters, which is awesome yes. because up until now we were kind of under the impression that S.H.I.E.L.D. had gotten everything, yeah. right? Yeah, which is kind of interesting. But now we know, it's and it might play into things down the line. So I mean, it was kind of convenient that they could hand wave that away. But I kind of like the way that they hand waved it, um, because then halfway through the series, we get like, hey, you know, we've got these bullets. We call them the Judas because it can make Jesus bleed. Uh, and you know, hey, it just happens to be the one thing that we can use to shoot Luke Cage, and now it's this thing that we can hold over him for the rest of the series, which is mm-hmm. okay. I don't mind it necessarily, but I was kind of hoping they go more like the Superman route, which is like, okay, well, we can, we can't hurt him. You know, sometimes we can, but not without like some ridiculous stuff like kryptonite or, you know, blocking up a sun or some other stuff like that. But what we can do is go after a soft human heart and target like, you know, random innocence or Lois Lane or, you know, et cetera, et cetera. People that he cares about. <laughs> Uh, which is kind of what they were doing at the beginning of the series because a lot of people died that Luke liked and he was just impervious to all of it. Like, you know, uh, what's her name? Uh, Connie died or was su- severely injured at least in that one scene. And Genghis Connie, which I thought was a good, <laughs> good name for a restaurant. You know, Pop dies, a bunch of people get shot in that scene and Luke immediately goes and protects the kid, which I liked. Like, I was getting some Superman vibes early on, which yeah. I like because I like Superman. Yeah. Uh, but then they're like, hey, we got this gun that can, uh, you know, kill Luke Cage ostensibly or severely injure him and yes. kill him eventually over several mm-hmm. days. And that was fine. I mean, I understand why they need to do that to kind of heighten the tension, but they didn't need to do that for the first half of the show. <laughs> and now it's always a thing that they have. And it necessitates doing that super surgery sort of thing. I don't know. I don't always have to have my heroes being vulnerable in that way because they're vulnerable in other ways. And much like Superman, you know, Luke Cage has shown himself to be a, you know, a a cinnamon bun who must be protected at all costs, who appear for this world. (laughs) You know, he's a, he's a crying heart. He's a bleeding heart. (laughs) (laughs) just to me I feel like this series just needed another draft before they started filming like they just needed to they needed somebody to come in and kind of shape up and make it seem like their bad guys had direction because their bad guys didn't really have direction right like basically mm-hmm. we show up and we meet Cottonmouth and we, and we meet uh, yeah, I think that was a fun. <laughs> slash Black Mariah which they only mentioned once but I appreciated the mention um and Cotton, yeah, Cottonmouth, well, Black Mariah is a, a, a uh, Luke Cage villain, although she's more rotund and uh, larger than life uh, than, yeah. I than, really yeah, wish I did her better. I really do. And, and, and out there in, in the comics as opposed to this, this version, which was like, they, they were trying to build it like they had, like, Alfrey... Oh no, yeah, and she, I mean, she acted the hell out of it. I just wish that as a, as a character, they made her like kind of the, the head villain of the latter half of this show, and kind of had Shades be her, you know, shitty left hand man sort of henchman, the guy who does the dirty work for her, and had you know Diamond back be the guy who shows up in the last three episodes to be a wild card slash madman. 
and and they kind of were trying to do those things, but didn't pull it off extremely well. But uh, I mean, coming off of like, uh, what's the last thing we talked about in the nerd side of this podcast? We talked about uh, the Suicide Squad, and at the time, I'm like, hey, this is the first time in one of these recent comic book movies. Um, you know, since the beginning of the MCU, the modern era of comic book movies, let's say, mm-hmm. uh, where we had a female villain, and that was interesting. And they did it okay in Suicide Squad. I mean, it could have been done better, but I mean, almost always could have been done better. Uh, and in this case, um, you know, we kind of went that same way too. And I'm like, well, here's, you know, uh, another female villain. And also, you know, she's a woman of color. Like, this is interesting that we could see her trying to get her piece of the pie, picking up this shattered empire that's kind of fallen around her, making it her own. Uh, and we didn't really get a whole lot of that. And I really wish there was more. Yeah, I mean, it's just, like I said, she was game with the material, but what, what they gave her to do fucking blew. And, like, they just kind of dropped plot points. Like, it seemed at some point like they were going to have, like, like she was going to have some sort of nervous breakdown, and maybe they were going to do, like, a kind of two-facey split personality thing, because she just, like, exploded out of nowhere and killed her cousin, threw him out a window and smashed his face in, and then, like, never... Yeah, and slammed the photo down. Any of that. And then there was, like, her talking to her, like, photo of her mom, right? And, like, like she'd be like, ah, you, you bitch, and I'm nothing like you, right? Like, well, yeah, and it was just, and they never paid any of that off or went anywhere with it. And it, it was just, and, and the original plot they had was, like, she's like, I need this money so that I can build uh, this. She had, she had some plan to, like, run some, like, it was, it was, so terribly established where it was like she had some vague plan of she was going to use gangster money to fund this. Yeah, it sounded like she had like this vague prong uh, to vague plan to sort of revitalize. I exactly, I don't know exactly what it was because it was just so it just wasn't well established and it was going to help her camp. I'm going to do all these. Yeah, I'm going to build rebuild Harlem from the ground up somehow. It was Wilson Fisk esque. Where Wilson Fisk, it, it was basically Wilson Fisk light. Where Fisk was like, you know, I'm going to rebuild. I'm going to run for mayor. Yeah, and I'll yeah, and he's like, and I'll yeah, and he's like, I'll re you know, and I'll rebuild Hell's Kitchen from the you know the shattered thing it's it, it's become. And Mariah Dillard was doing like a, a a light version of that, but they dropped that like they're like, oh, I need the money to do this, and then Luke Cage steals the money and you know gives it to the police, like steals all the gangster money and then gives it to the police and then. She kind of mentions, you know, you got to get that money back so we can, you know, keep doing that project. And then it just, then they got in the fight and she killed her cousin and then they never mentioned it again. And then she was the bad guy for like half an episode. Before, well, yeah, because how would we know uh, that that was Diamond? Diamondback showed up. <laughs> We're just like, oh, someone's Diamondback just taking shots at that. We have no idea who it is or why. Jarring, right? Like the way he shot Luke in the stomach. And then, exactly. Is it, we, True. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and then it slowly gets. Although he made the Warriors reference at the beginning of that one episode, which was fantastic. And uh, man, it just yeah. When 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 Cottonmouth when 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 he gets thrown through the the thing that it, it like and dies. Honestly, it's an irreversible mm-hmm. downward spiral for the rest of that show because after that it's we've got I almost um, want to watch it again just uh, to see if he ever blinks Eric Harvey who like <laughs> mentioned before was at 11 
and there were scenes where I enjoyed him in, and there were scenes where I was like, okay, we needed to burned his lips off that. like a snake. <laughs> snake face. Yeah, which I don't know. Do snakes blink? Is that a thing? I assume they do. But like, you, you bring up a good point. Yeah. <laughs> snake face. Yeah, like I have snake face. <laughs> oh man, it's it's so. Yeah, I don't know. Like the the journey we go on with the bad guys makes no sense. They they just needed another draft. I mentioned that earlier. They they needed another draft to kind of shape it up and just give it a little just give it a little bit of direction cuz cuz it just we like I said earlier, we don't really like we're it, I don't feel like when you watch Luke yeah, Cage, you when you watch Daredevil like one, episodes. you felt like he was you were just like this mystical guy that we, we were heading towards knew very little about Fisk and Daredevil, and we were we we were on the the journey. Yeah, but we were on the journey. Yeah, Luke Cage. I never got the sense that we were driving to a conclusion. You know, like it, it never it it never like it never felt like. Oh man, you know, like when 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 this happens in the uh-huh. last episode, it's gonna be awesome, right? Like there was there was no that moment for me and Luke Cage, and and like the fight that they you're gonna let him say that about your mama in the last episode was fun. I mean, with, with, like him, you know, beating up the guy, take his ass, see my ass, you know, cheering the like, you know, Luke, 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 Luke. Yeah, yeah, that thing when he's like, oh hell no, Luke, this is Harlem. You you can't let him talk that about your mama, right? <laughs> Yeah, it was basically the kick his ass sea bass moment, and it was just like. Well, yeah, and then like as you say, it didn't feel like it was uh, going towards anything, and a lot of shit remained unresolved for that season. <laughs> because it's just like, okay, well, Luke's going back to prison, I guess, and the scientist has got his data back, I guess, and Mariah's off free still, I guess, and it's like, okay, well, did they accomplish anything? I mean, I guess they stopped Diamondback, so that's cool. I, I do like Claire that she was Temple's in like nine episodes. <laughs> yeah, Claire Temple's gonna go get uh, kung fu lessons from Colleen Wing, which is a great reference. And I guess, well, because well, yes, yes, and she she was fantastic as always. And uh, but yeah. well, at the end, the last scene you see of her is as Luke Cage is getting uh, dragged off to prison. She walks up to it. Say, is that Iron Fist? <laughs> one of those poles that has, like, you know, learn karate or whatever. And she pulls the tab off of that. And right, says, but does that know, mean that we're likely like to Paul see her win. Iron Fist? <laughs> is a, uh... no, yeah, she's an Iron Fist. Uh, well, technically a uh, Heroes for Hire character, which is Iron Fist. And she's, yeah, Jessica Henwick is, a pl- is playing her in Iron Fist. So Colleen Wing will be in... Uh, will be an Iron Fist, whether or not we'll see her, you know, training uh, Claire Temple to be the uh, to be the night nurse, which they did finally call her the night nurse in this episode. And I did the thing where I was like, "Hi, call her the night nurse." Uh, but yeah, that was just a no, little, I didn't. Uh, Easter egg moment was she? It, it, it said Colleen uh, Colleen Wing on the on the poster. Um, did you catch the uh, Stan Lee? No. Oh. Uh, right before the, the Stanley, if you want to go back, oh yeah, history, yeah, or if you happen to catch this, um, when he sees the two guys go in to like put the ski masks on in like the second last episode, oh, I didn't see that. That's rob, cool. They go in to rob <laughs> the thing where Method Man's in there, 
there, yeah, as he walks in, there's a poster that says, you know, you know, see crime, react to it, and it's got Stan Lee as a police officer <laughs> or something like that on it. Yeah, that was the Stan Lee Ooh, cameo. Little poster geez, the it's hard to not just pick one of the musical ones. <laughs> Um, uh, beat up those two guys. What was your favorite scene? That's a good yeah, question. Uh, just beginning to end, favorite sequence in, in Luke Cage. See, there were a few like decent ones, but nothing comes out as like the best one for me. I did like him taking down uh, Crispus Attucks with the car door, walking the door. I did like my favorite part of that specifically was when like he lost the car door and just like punches through a wall and busts out a steam pipe. <laughs> and I think I literally said aloud, "No good, yes. it's full of steam." <laughs> Yeah. It's just beating people with like this like six inch pipe. Because <laughs> I'm like, all right, just yeah, whatever. <laughs> just reach into the ceiling. And he picks the one dude up and just like smashes them into the fluorescent lights. Uh, I think Christmas Alex was a big <laughs> one for me. Uh, yeah, I did like when he covered the kid when pops got shot up there. Um, but I mean, it's hard to really like that scene. Um, I really like that first opening scene when they're just in there talking about basketball and Luke sweeping up. <laughs> Yes, that was very good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I like that one. I like Method Man's on the radio, too. Um, I really enjoyed the uh, Long Live the Chief. Rap I might have to actually look that up, because I'm certain that someone has cut that out and put it on YouTube. But <laughs> rap song, and it showed, like, gang... Yes, Method Man doing... That probably is my favorite scene in the entire series oh my god <laughs> oh i guarantee you and but like yeah that that like <laughs> when method man was on sway and <laughs> was just because i was like oh my god it's sway <laughs> and uh yeah and, and method man was like, well, just when method man was up. in the thing i was like oh my god it's method man no. and then he went on sway later and was like telling the story and and just I had to look that up because yeah, the way the camera was it, focusing it, it, on this dude, I'm like, this has to be, and the way Luke was talking to him, despite the fact that we hadn't met him, I'm like, this has to be somebody. I don't know Method Man on site. <laughs> Which is odd because, like, of other shows that he's been in, I would recognize, like, Buster Rhymes on site. <laughs> you didn't know that was Method Man? I guess that's true, yeah. You, you, you weren't... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it did, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, when, when Method Man was there, I was like, oh, good. I, I also like the fact that they began one of the episodes with a Trish Talk segment. Did you catch that? It was like after they, after after he, I think it was after he took down Crispus Attucks, actually. And um, when he was, uh, jo- it just showed him jogging. And then P- in, uh, the overlay was a Trish Talk segment where she was doing a call-in show about, you know, is Luke Cage doing good and you know doing good or yeah i mean they they kind of called like, a couple things out that had happened in other series like that where you know they're like oh you know there's a woman who breaks a man's neck downtown because he has mind control powers and uh the one dude uh turk like in the second episode or whatever he's like man y'all are crazy i'm going back to hell yeah continuity yeah Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. It definitely. Yeah, you 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 bring up an interesting point. Timeline wise, this is the latest thing that has happened in the in the Netflix. I have to look that up because there was, I think, after Iron Man three, like on the DVD, there was like a deleted extra little scene of like the Mandarin Trevor. 
yeah, going to prison and like Justin Hammer's in the same prison. <laughs> A lot of people who care more about the Mandarin than me got real yeah, salty. <laughs> yeah, the Trevor What a fucking team. God, man, I still can't believe they did that. Holy fuck. Yeah. What a... Oh, this is for precedent. I've actually been rewatching through the MCU movies, and yeah, they, that, yeah. that was a good Mandarin, and then there was nothing. It's, it's, it's made worse by the fact that they were doing such a good fucking job with it, right? Like, it was like, oh my god, he's a... Yeah, he... Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and and then it was all for not. I'll never forget, like, the, the quintessential thing with that is when my brother first yeah. saw it, um, it, we were flying to Bermuda for my aunt's wedding, who lives in Bermuda, and I was, he, we, he was in one side, he, he was oh. on the left side yeah. of the plane with the aisle seat, and then the aisle was between us, and I was on the right side of the plane. That's right, I remember and being I about texting you about telling you how much you're going to watch. Because it was basically uh, like Captain America meets yeah, Metal Gear Solid. I was like, oh, I, I finally get to watch this. Because I just, I, it took me forever. I never yeah. got out. Circumstances made it so I was never able to get to see the winner. Yeah. And like, yeah. And you and I tried to go see it two times, but shit just kept coming up. And it just never happened for me. And then all of a sudden I was on a plane and I was like, I realized this is not like, <laughs> take this in, but I was like, fuck it. I'm finally watching the movie. So I watched it. My brother turned on Iron Man three in the seat beside me halfway through. Oh, I hear him oh, poke oh. me and he takes his headphones <laughs> off. He goes, what, what, what? And he's pointing at the, the thing when he's like, my name's Trevor Slattery. I'm, you know, the Mandarin. It's not real. And it's like, Oh my God, I know. <laughs> right? Like it was just, Oh, this is so bad. we're on the middle of the plane having this meltdown about, <laughs> How bad that was! Oh, I have no God. Um, uh, I don't think so. Ways are underrated. I don't know, don't know where this tangent is coming from. Very underrated. What do you think? I, they're underrated. I'm just gonna say that. I think that's right. Yeah, Domingo. I liked him. <laughs> You've never had a Milky Way. Despite oh, all the crazy God, shit happening God, around it, we kept the shit together pretty well. Well, because the guy was like eating Milky Ways, remember, and then just dropping them on the floor like a dick. <laughs> Domingo, yeah, he was he was a really good actor. He he was he was a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, that Kill was a good scene up. though. That was probably the best scene with uh, Diamondback when he did the classic like, you know, here's the meeting of the five families, right? Where like we've got the heads of all the gangs here, and then somebody walks in and just kills them all, and they're like, I yeah, shot the dude yeah, through the other dude. He's like two for one. He's like, I run things now, and. Uh, but that was a really good scene when he just show, showed up and he was like, he, he just killed all <laughs> yeah. the and, and took it over. Yeah, it was like, two for one. So good. There was a scene where, like, Shades got arrested and lost his glasses. Like, Rosario Dawson just crushed them on the sidewalk. God. Um, and then he gets left out of prison. He goes and kills that witness and ends up taking her, like, leopard print glasses. And is like, yeah. Yes. Yeah, I just walked over and stomped on him. Yeah. 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 <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, that was fun. Um. 
Oh, Misty Knight showing up in the red dress at the in the the, the last scene we see of her. She shows up at Harlem's Paradise. Well, they immediately called it out too. Very. <laughs> is that what are you talking about, Willis? And then and then and then Diamondback goes. Do you think now was the time for jokes? Um, what you talking about, Willis? I can't believe they yeah. went there. <laughs> like, because the first time I, I saw I mean, him on the screen, they're like, I think they called him Willis. I'm like, wait for it. They're gonna do it. They're like, just wait for it. It's gonna happen. <laughs> yeah. It was, or actually, he probably said, like, you think now is the time for jokes? It's like, why was he talking like that? Oh god, that's so. Oh. Yeah. Oh man. Oh yeah. That other congressman, Castle. Where yep. he was having the conversation with what was the guy's name, Derek Boone or something like that. He was supposed to be the the, the rival when he had him hostage. Like, really? He goes to his uh, <laughs> politician. Yeah, politician or whatever. Her Mariah's rival guy. And he he goes and puts on the record player and it starts. No, playing he was he was holding someone. He was like, holding oh, the, the. And then when he what's her name? I never yeah, forget the name of that killed, hostage. Uh, oh, yeah, that's it, Candace. Yeah, that was it. Um, so yeah, he was holding her and then at the edge of the balcony, he's like, "Get back, loser! Like, I'll kill her." He's like, Candace Miller. It was Candace Miller, wasn't it? The girl who they like. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not. Oh, yeah. yeah, that that woman, I don't know her name. I'm going to look at IMDb. I don't know how to pronounce it. Deb, it's Deborah, and I can't pronounce her last name. I read it. That woman, no, I'm not going to try. She was gorgeous, though. I like that. I I watched that. Like, just every scene she was in, I was just like, man, that woman is stunning. She was a beauty. Um, they referenced Frank Castle, which, you know, I mean, I'm not a big Punisher guy, yeah. but I'm sure other people appreciated that. Uh, one of my favorite things was when they had uh, Mariah Dillard was doing it's like episode nine or ten or something where she was doing some sort of like yeah uh, yeah <laughs> uh, she was doing the protest at Harlem's Paradise and there were a bunch of you know she was giving the speech and there were a bunch of people like fired up cheering for her right and somebody held up a sign that said the only super freak we like is Rick James I was like ah that's a great sign <laughs> oh like a good sign oh. is a good sign. So it's just that's just great stuff. Ah, uh, yeah. I mean, I just. I mean, have we missed anything? Is there any, is there anything we forgot to talk about? I mean, we we. Yeah. I feel like we covered people, people acting well. How, how good everybody was, like acting wise. Mm-hmm. I mean, what we like, what we liked in a nutshell. Everybody was fantastic. With you know. And visual design. <laughs> Yes, people acted well. Music was incredible. Style, stylistically, the way the show was shot and the, the, the clothing that they had and, and just the, the way they did the visual designs, the way they did the music and stuff. <laughs> well, like they, they, yeah, I mean, that's a big part of the show. That's a good reason to bump it up. <laughs> a really nice wine with your meal and stuff. It was just, it was all well done. Yeah, Bobby Fish is great. <laughs> could not have done that well. So much so that I bumped it up a grade. A whole grade, right? Like, and and not to be confused with Bobby Fisher. Yeah. Oh, we didn't <laughs> mention, we didn't talk about uh, Ron Jones's Bobby Fish. He was fucking. Oh, awesome. is it? I wish. Yeah, the fact that the, yeah, he was playing. Yeah, that's the right. Entire time that's what I'm thinking Bobby of. Fish, just Bobby Drake. That's right. Yeah. Jesus, never mind. <laughs> my, uh, my my lack of Marvel knowledge is showing. Yeah, obvious what they were going for. No, it's Bobby Drake. <laughs> 
No, Bobby Fischer's the actual chess player. <laughs> Who they were referencing. <laughs> we can edit. <laughs> but, I mean, just... <sighs> writing. Just the writing for this show. Like, the character motivations on some of the bad guys are pretty fucking thin. They don't pay them off. They don't go anywhere. I mean, maybe they'll pay them off down the line. Like, maybe Mariah Dillard and Wilson yeah. Fisk team up, and they're the... You know, and it's like Wilson Fisk. I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, there was because uh, I think that Fisk was making some obviously some plays in Daredevils too. Uh, and I mean, Mariah got off the hook. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they were off in the defenders in some way. Fantastic, but yeah. Hmm. Mm-hmm. And it it just it would be oh no, yeah once once we get to the I, latter I mean, half yeah, of the season just, and there was no clear villain that was no clear motivation there was no clear plot <laughs> just give it a little more direction because like it, like I said it never felt like we were driving to a conclusion I've made that point once or twice I'm gonna say it say it again yeah it's it's yeah. It was, yeah, it was just, we, we just, like I said, we just kind of meandered. We, we just, we hung out with Luke Cage for a few days in Harlem, which, yeah. for the most part, it, was It fine. seems like you liked everything about it except for the plot. And unfortunately, the plot is a big part. See what I'm thinking and what I'm feeling and what I'm feeling is <laughs> I think Luke Cage was a C. I think it was a C series. I, 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 there were, there was a lot of stuff I liked. There was, Yeah. Yeah, and unfortunately, that's an extremely big piece of building a TV series yeah. is having a plot worth sticking around for. Because, like I said, that's I would rewatch. Too. And even Daredevil season Daredevil two, I'd probably watch like the first four episodes again until Jones the Punisher I, gets I, I'd arrested. Watch Luke Cage again, but I would definitely watch Luke Cage before I'd watch Daredevil season two. So that's 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 the higher that that's the that's the order in which it resides for me right now. Yeah, yeah, that's that's when he get, has his fantastic yeah, monologue right, and gets I mean, arrested at the end of it. That's the thing, because once the Punisher gets arrested, yeah. and then Electra should... The second Electra... Because I think the Punisher should, like... I'm pretty sure episode four is... You get that really good scene with the Punisher... Yeah, Electra. <laughs> he's bleeding... Yeah, in the graveyard, right, where he's talking to him. And then at the end, Daredevil goes... Or Matt Murdock goes into his... his uh, apartment and lectures there and, and sure. to be fair i didn't think that, that it was awful but you're closer to these sort of things than i am it is just awful for the rest of the series and i never thought i would have said that because i liked uh, oh, yeah, and, I, i'm not a punisher guy but the punisher was was probably the best part of let, let me ask you a question actually because now i'm wondering just, um was, with the possible exception it just wasn't good and, and for a lot of the same reasons luke cage wasn't good because <laughs> That wasn't what I was going to ask, but yeah, that is the only answer to that question. (laughs) Wow, I can't believe I forgot about that, because I was definitely going to bring that up. Uh, Bruce Lee. Uh, Lee. Really? Really? (laughs) That's what you're going to ask me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they they had good banter, the two of them. Bruce Lee over Jet Li, absolutely. (laughs) Yeah, 
And um, I would have had the exact same reaction. Yeah. So the, the, the question I was going to ask you, um, and we kind of have discussed this with, I think, every one of these series now, except for possibly Daredevil 1, um, is 13 episodes too much for these? Because we felt like Jessica Jones was dragging on towards the end. We thought that, like, I mean, obviously you didn't like the latter half of Daredevil or the latter half of this either. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't... No. This one, this one could have been... Here's what I'll say. Daredevil Season 1 is perfect. 13 episodes was... was, was perfect the way they formatted that show Jessica Jones I don't think 13 yeah, episodes fair. and I think I mentioned this when we did our plot but I'll bring up well your point was that episode. and I think if these Jessica things tend to get bogged down by having 13 like, episodes was too fine, many secondary just villain sort of presences and not that that's always a bad thing but the thing that makes a movie work in the MCU is that I, it's I constrained that to like an hour and a half or two hours whereas with this you can have things like you know hey we've caught the purple man for the third time in this series and oh no now you know what's his name going to show up, the, the, the cop dude whose name I forget, uh, and he's going to, you know, get all roided out on those pills and start beating up Trish, and that's right. Yeah. He's escaped for the third time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and I mean, that kind of happened in the latter half of this, too, yeah, where there were, like, yeah, three proto-villains, yeah, and none of them really like, took the center stage. Because Samson is the is the I think they called him Simpson. That was how they slipped that past me because they just yeah. And then it turned out he was Nuke, and I was like, oh, that's awesome. Um, well, Daredevil, I think season the, the the second half of that again after um, we put uh, Punisher behind bars and before he goes to trial, I think um, it suffers from that too because and it possibly even more so Daredevil because we have like an actual villain, which is like the you know the ninjas and uh, what's his name who the you know came back to life and was wrecking yeah. shop, but we also have, like, still the Punisher and still Elektra as, like, these very confusing, they're friendly, but also bad guys, but, like, waffling back and forth, like, every second episode, and Wilson Fisk is in it for, like, an episode and a half, like, it was just extra confused that way, and I, I think that if they could have mm-hmm. had one central sort of uh, and I'm, I'm fine with them switching bad guys in the middle of the season, but have one bad guy for each half of the season. Don't have, like, mm-hmm. this cadre of sort of people who yeah, never I, really live up to that title. Yeah. Yeah, it's... Been, he, you know what you're here's here's an analogy that I've come up with. I just came up with this off the top of my head, and I, I think you'll like this. the The way you just explained it to me seems like they had kind of two pieces of a villain, right? So it was like they had two Arnold Palmers and thought that they had. They're like, I've got two Arnold Palmers, and they're like. Okay, that yeah, means just because got you've got two liters of hydrogen and one liter of oxygen no, doesn't mean you have three liters of water. <laughs> which is which is kind of what they had here, where they were like, 
we don't know where we're going. We've got like three characters that all represent one piece of a villain, basically, and they had no way to put them together. Exactly, right? It was just, it was, it was just so, it, it was just so strange. So to answer your question, I think Luke Cage. They just. I, well, I, I think the. the is like they just needed somebody to come in and shape this up. Honestly, they needed they needed some person to come in and be like, listen. Well, I don't even think necessarily that we needed here, that. I just think that we need to tighten up what we're doing with our villainous forces because either either it's meandering and taking too long to kind of focus on what is the one central bad guy because they are sprinkling in other ones or we're not having a central bad guy and we have sort of this mishmash of who are we really supposed to be, like who's the main target at this point, right? So because I mean, they had, like they had like that big like I don't know episode and a half, two episode standoff in like the the I don't know second you know the the penultimate episodes of Luke Cage at the Harlem Paradise, and we're like okay, but you know Mariah's outside talking yeah, to the press, it, you know is is she the one that we want to see arrested at the end of this? Because uh, sort of yeah, you know Shades is doing whatever Shades do. Uh, you know, obviously Willis is the immediate threat, but is he the main bad guy? Mm-hmm. Like, because you could see him being like what they did, right? They took him down and then spent the rest of the episode trying to prosecute or, you know, keep uh, Mariah behind bars because she was the main villain. Like, it was never really clear. And I think it can use either like one episode or two episodes less or just some general tightening up. Yeah, and, and I think you're right, too. I think that we might be hurting yeah, ourselves by just, wanting to watch this all in one weekend and then podcast about it. Yeah, I think it was the tightening up. I don't, I don't think I don't think the 13 episodes is what hurt this show. I think it was just it, the show just falls apart in the third act. That's it. They just needed tightening up is the word, right? Yeah. Maybe, but I mean, like, it's just... Honestly, it, it just fell apart in the third act. Luke Cage did. It, it it did. The third act is bad, and because of that, we kind of got an unsatisfying conclusion to a yeah. not very great story. But stylistically, love this show. Like a lot of a lot of things to like. A lot of things to like. It's definitely not like trash. Like I'll, yeah, I'll, it, it feels I'll like uh, I thought Daredevil season two, outside of the Punisher. It, it feels like this, especially in the latter half, and Daredevils two in the latter half, and possibly Jessica Jones could have used a bit more editing. But the story at the end, they needed something like that because it, it it would have pushed that from it would have pushed it from good to great. And right now, this to me was just good. Yeah, I mean Je- Jessica Jones, I maintain that would have been we would we would be talking about Jessica Jones on the same layer like cuz Daredevil season 1 is so fucking good it's just on a plane by itself and just in terms of these Netflix series I still maintain Yeah, if you're not watching two escape scenes in one they released one episode a week and we watched it as a weekly episodic that we'd be talking about it, it would be so much better cuz when you binge it you notice little little things about like as you mentioned the guy getting caught three times and escaping you don't you don't notice that if it's yeah, at least here's the way this not, episode ends, and now you got to kind of think about what that yeah, means for exactly, six right? And 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 it's just and Jessica Jones just would have, the, the, and just the way they structured it too. The, the tank. A lot of cool, yeah, uh, moments where it would have been like it would have been cool to let it marinate over a week. Like 
really good scene where yeah like and to me the best scene and Je- the best moment in Jessica Jones is is when he escapes from the thing the tank and then she grabs him and he goes let go Jessica and then she doesn't and then at the and then you know he gets away and she runs yeah. out and then she does the thing where she plays it back in her head and he slow motion goes yeah, yeah. let go Jessica and then she doesn't and then Kristen Ritter, uh, Ritter <laughs> exactly. her, like fun, like she have to wait till the next week. The finest acting moment in that series was just the thinly veiled smile at the end of that episode. What does this mean? Controller anymore? That would have been great to have that be the the something you watch on a Wednesday, and then you uh, yeah, and then you let that yeah, and then you let that marin that just that mm-hmm. moment marinate over a week, and you come back to it, and like it's just. Yeah, you'd have been like, oh my gosh. And you know, you go to the water cooler moment the next day at work, and you're like, oh my god, did you see a sheet? Yeah, I mean, you've you've talked me down on a few things that, I mean, didn't really irk me at the time, but now thinking about it a bit more. (laughs) Um, I mean, you're talking me down. I'm not going to go quite to the level of, like, I think you said a C. I I think that, uh, I mean, I can forgive some of those things for storytelling and in the format that we're doing it because certain things need to happen, as silly as they seem. Um, so I want to call it like a B or B minus. Yeah. Yeah, I have it. I have it at a C. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I just I think <laughs> which I'm I'm fine with. You know what? I'm gonna bump mine up to a C plus. So I think my official ranking right now with the Netflix version of the MCU. Mm-hmm. And keep in mind, I did say that boiling Luke Cage, go, going forward, we could look at that as their jump the shark moment. That was atrocious. Um, so right now, I think I had Daredevil Season 1 as an A+, like just across the board, fantastic series. Yeah. And then I think I had Jessica Jones as a... Yeah, I think I wasn't uh, quite as gung-ho on Daredevil Season 1 as you. I think I said, like, A or A-, minus, but I mean, still top marks, you know? And, then I, know uh, I, and I think I've Daredevil generally been more forgiving of every other show. Borderline near D. So... Oh, sure, no, yeah, I mean, if I had to pick one, I, I think that ultimately I just like the sort of themes of Jessica Jones more than Daredevil, although I think Daredevil was executed better. Um, yeah. Yeah, well, I love Jessica Jones, and it's just, it, uh, season two. No, it's not really. It was it was refreshing to see in a lot of ways, and uh, I'm kind of upset now after seeing how much of the style I liked of this show. And I, I think you'll agree with me um, that I mean we're gonna yeah, end up so that, talking about this for a couple yeah, minutes, but uh, that we are getting what might end up being the the very whitewashed yeah, uh, Iron Fist. Yep. Yeah. Well, it's probably not going to be whitewashed. It's going to be, and I've mentioned this on the pod before, and I'll say it again because you got to treat every pod like it's somebody's first. I hate the trope of the white guy who goes to Asia and learns martial arts better than, like... Asian people, I think it's it's so old. It's 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 
I just I, I I've said it in past episodes. I wish they cast an Asian guy to play Danny Rand. I well, yeah, and then that's just it. I mean, despite the misgivings we might have before yeah, we've seen right like now, four seconds well, of it, <laughs> that just means he's an Asian kung fu stereotype. Fuck you. You don't know what you're talking about. Um, like, uh, yeah, it just it would have been to me, and not that I don't think Finn Jones is going to be fine. I've seen the shots of him as like boho Danny Rand. Yeah, it, I'm not going to let it affect. My, yeah, because Iron Fist is one of my favorite. Like the, the honestly, when when I'm talking Marvel, the heroes for hire guys like Misty Knight, Luke Cage, Daredevil, Iron Fist. Those are my dudes, right? Like I put them. I, I put them above their, like, quote-unquote, tier one guys like Captain America and Iron Man. And so I really do. I think their stories, other than when Frank Miller put Daredevil in fighting ninjas and stuff, which I just never liked, um, I, I, I think they're the stories of those particular characters and the Night Nurse and Colleen Wing, I think they're more interesting stories to tell than just, like, Oh, Captain America yeah. and Tony Stark and Steve Rogers, they don't, you know, they've got creative differences. Yeah, well, well this is a name of movie, Iron Man versus Captain America. America. <laughs> uh, of course, this is the sort of Donald thing you have Justice. to do when your villains are terrible. You have to have your bad guys. You have to <laughs> fight each other all the time when your villains are terrible. That's that's why they've done it like four, four times now in the MCU, the good guys fighting each other. Yeah, that's true. We we don't have to go there, but uh, was Rizzo yeah, involved? I, just, in this? I really like. I'm, I'm I'm looking forward to it. Like I, I know I, he looks to get involved. <laughs> I'm trying to I'm trying to think what my juice yeah. level is for this one as opposed to Luke Cage because I was juiced for Luke Cage because I knew that the like I was so excited for the music like I knew they brought in the guy from uh, Tribe Called Quest and stuff like that so I was just like oh my god he might have been I don't think so though but Method Man was there so so we had one Wu Tang yeah so we had one Wu Tang Clan member at least. But, uh, man, it, it was just, like, I, I mentioned it earlier, trope of a trope of a trope, but, or the uh, the, the music. Was oh, the sure. I mean, as far as MCU goes, I would still put it above, yeah. like, you know, Thor Dark. Yeah, it's, it's really <laughs> I recommend the series. I know I gave it a C, but watch it. It's good. It's not, like, it's just, watch it to see if you disagree with me. Like, maybe you think that it was, yep. you know, well executed in the back half. I will <laughs> disagree, but... Yeah. Oh, God. Well, Thor Dark World is just... I don't know what that is. The thing that I love about Thor Dark World... This will yeah, just yeah. Go on it, because it has nothing to do with anything. Um, my, my favorite thing about Thor Dark World is there was a lot of them walking upstairs. So there was a lot of... Um, yeah. <laughs> there, there was a lot of, like, aerial shots where they'd have the camera at the top of the spiral staircase, and we'd watch Natalie Portman and Cat Dennings walk up the stairs and uh, when they do those shots uh, they always had Cat Dennings wearing a seen. giant coat and Natalie Portman was like in a t-shirt so I, in my head Run I believe at some point they were like okay go back down to the bottom of the stairs like, they're like cut good take uh, back down to the bottom of the stairs and then somebody turned and was like somebody get Cat a coat <laughs> like, <laughs> They're like, whoa, that'll be distracting during this scene. Somebody get her a big coat, please. <laughs> yeah, all right. <laughs> big coat on and roll it. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, Luke Cage, fantastic. I think no, so, not yeah. fantastic, but, well, 
fantastic music, fantastic music, fantastic performances, not so great plot lines. Doctor Strange uh, is still November, right? Your time, definitely not a waste of time, I would say. And um, we're we'll be uh, we're looking forward to Iron Fist. What did they announce? March for Iron Fist, I think. So Marvel's got. Marvel's got March. over 2017 because, like, well, they got Doctor Strange. They got Punisher right, right in late 2017. Doctor Strange is they're going to bookend 2016 with Doctor Strange. Uh, Guards of the Galaxy too. <laughs> with that's right. Keep um, with Thor. With uh, Iron Fist. With my boy Jeff Goldblum. And then they're also having the Punisher series. Yeah, and but then they're doing Spider-Man: Homecoming. I think Thor, Thor, yeah, mm-hmm. Guardians of the Galaxy two, Thor Ragnarok. And, so this, I'm excited yeah. for a Spider-Man thing, yeah. and probably yeah, the first Thor time Ragnarok since so, uh, Spider-Man two. <laughs> yeah, they're they're uh, they're looking like they're 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 poised for a. I, I didn't really have faith that they were going to do this. <laughs> just or like, oh, we cast Toby Grace. I'm like, huh? Oh. <laughs> not a great year for movies whatsoever. Yeah, well, yeah, I was so. excited about Spider-Man 3, because Venom was going to be in it, and then I actually watched it, and, uh, yeah. No, because, uh, yeah, that was all... Which is kind of what... It's it's funny that you mentioned this, because it's kind of what they did here, where Diamondback just kind of... We could, we could go another 20 minutes about why Spider-Man 3 failed. <laughs> Venom did in Spider-Man 3, which, as we all remember... Is a fucking mess. Now you can get away with it when you've got an extra four um, hours. Well, I mean, we've got uh, Doctor Strange and What's It coming up in November, but that's still like a month away. But I think we're coming up on season premieres of our CW shows. No. No, I haven't either, but I imagine we'll... But yeah, when are we going to get you on next, Miller? Because it's been a while mm-hmm. since we've had... Get our first few episodes of our reactions. We got to... Whoop, whoop. Yeah. Yeah, they both premiered this week. I haven't had a chance to watch them. So what? Do you, so what do you say we kind of pencil you in for like early November ish? We'll we'll bring you on. Yeah, and we'll we'll talk about what's going on in the in the D. We'll talk a little DC. Talk about what's going on in the CW verse. Um, the Mad Hatter showed up on Gotham this week. If you ever want to doubt the power of the Batman... Yeah, the Rose Gallery, we just need to like, introduce all the villains 20 years earlier than they should be introduced. It's third season, and the Batman isn't even a character. Just to let you know how, how strong... Aged up. The, ...the mythos of the Batman is, that they can just put an atrocious... Yeah, she should be the same age as Bruce Wayne Ruffin. People will just keep watching it. Because I, I do. Because it's, it's so... Yeah, it's so bad. And they... Spoiler alert, uh, if you haven't seen Gotham yet, Miller, but I want to tell you this. Yeah, better than an (laughs) eight-year-old. Yeah, because Poison Ivy was like eight years later. I look forward to the epilogue of this show where, you know, it's Batman and he's Bruce Wayne and he's, you know, 30 years old and he's come back to Gotham to bring justice to the streets and all of his villains are like geriatric. Sexy plant vixen, you know? Like, it's just... Yeah, they... Yeah, so that always goes so well. Pretty fucking hilarious. And <laughs> yeah, it, it's crib from Batman Returns. Yeah, it's it's insane. Oh, oh, and the Penguin is running for mayor. The Penguin announces <laughs> candidacy for mayor. A Batman, a Batman trope as old as the time. Because if there's one thing you want to do, you want to. 
you want to take you want to take something from Burgess Meredith ran for mayor in Batman sixty six as the Penguin. Danny DeVito, the worst iteration of the Penguin in the history of the character. Here we go again. <laughs> in the Tim Burton movie, which was terrible. And if Batman and Robin didn't exist, Batman Returns would be the worst Batman movie that ever was created. <laughs> and now <laughs> they've got on Gotham the Penguin announced his candidacy for mayor. I was laughing my ass off when he did that. I was like, oh my god, they're not doing the Penguin runs for mayor. <laughs> but apparently they are. Oh god, so good. Oh, I love it. Uh, so yeah, that's it for our Yeah, I was review. wondering about that. <laughs> um, we'll be back next week. Well, Next week, I'll, I'll, I'll let, just uh, get the pot a little inside baseball. I'm going on vacation. It's my wife and I, first anniversary. We're heading down to, we're so heading down jealous, to Florida. So we go do all the Florida eat. Hopefully, we don't get chopped up by this hurricane thing that's going on. I hope everybody's okay during that. But, uh, yeah, we're going to go down. We're going to go see the U play. We're going to go see Disney World. We're going to go see... Uh, that Harry Potter theme park that's there, it's going to be good. We're going to have a good time. So I don't know, I don't know if I'm going to be around because I don't know what the fuck. You and I will have to coordinate for actually posting episodes. Next two episodes of the Crossover Podcast may or may not feature myself, but just know we're going to keep it going. And at worst case scenario, Bill and Craig are going to come on and Craig is going to host in my absence <laughs> and they're going to keep the weekly yes, guest column, which that's is what we missed this week. But uh, yeah, so that so that'll be it. Yeah, we'll we'll we'll, we'll figure it out. Just pop us up in the bedroom. <laughs> doesn't mean the crossover podcast is going to stop. Uh, because we move forward. Yeah, on this podcast, Miller, never backwards. Always, always forward. Always. I didn't even plan that. It just came to me. That was pretty sweet. I'm I'm okay with that. So yeah, it's like mm-hmm. a quick high five, self high five. Diamond Dallas Page, copyright. Um, yeah, so uh, that's it. Good to have you back, Miller. Uh, <laughs> that's it for our Luke Cage review, another Netflix series in the books. We're waiting on, with bated breath on Iron Fist, who oh, is yeah. my favorite guy, depending on what day it is, uh, in the Defenders. Good night. 